everyone, welcome to the Miscellaneous Podcast. I am Kenzie. And I'm Taylor. And every week we have a different topic to get us rolling, and we switch off every week, and this week it is Taylor's turn. What is your favorite breakfast food? Breakfast food. I can speak. French toast is my favorite, but I often do not like French, um, like breakfast food. Breakfast food is my least favorite thing to eat. Why? I don't, I've never been very fond of breakfast food. Um don't really like eggs love bacon like sausage but i am very much a dinner person i would rather have dinner huh yeah so like i will eat french toast but it has to be a specific way i don't like it fancy like with your orange zest or whatever get that crap out of here i just want plain old french toast (laughs) interesting and like so a lot of places like i'll try their french toast but i just would rather make it myself Huh. Usually, if we go out for breakfast, I tend to get a hot, um, open-faced turkey sandwich, which is basically just delicious turkey with a delicious sauce over two pieces of white bread. And it's huh. hot, and it comes with mashed potatoes. I guess we've never gone to breakfast together. No. We usually go to dinner together. <laughs> that, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And I am a huge dinner person. Hmm. I really like hot food. <laughs> you can get hot food with breakfast. I know, but I think I don't like breakfast because if I eat something like sweet in the morning, like French toast or pancakes or whatever, I don't feel the greatest. And then if I had just bacon and eggs, like 30 minutes later, I'm hungry. Huh. Yeah. So I'm not the hugest person of breakfast food. Huh. Eating for breakfast, yes, but not breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of eating. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that breakfast is actually a relatively new meal introduced to American society? In what ways? Because we've always had a morning meal. In what ways? As in our morning meal was we wake up at 4 a.m., go farm until lunchtime, and then ate. And then we I would literally starve to death. And then we'd work some more and then come back for dinner. And the, mu- and the meals were huge. Well, they'd have to be. So they would tide you over. But yeah, it's a relatively new thing because capitalism said, how can we make more money? I know. Let's market breakfast as the most important meal. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got there. I hate capitalism. Mm-hmm. Also, counting calories is absolute bullshit because America's been trying it for 20 years and we're heavier than ever. Yes. Because... Eating is only one part of a very multifaceted mm-hmm. spectrum of health. There is a doctor that my mom and sister have been really into. He wrote, like, he actually did, like, a whole, grabbed a bunch of his patients, like, hey, I want to try something. Mm-hmm. And his whole goal was actually to get type 2 diabetes, like, under control. And in the process, curing it. Mm-hmm. Because, basically, it's intermittent fasting. And he, they're like, what, what do you mean? He's like, okay, I don't want you to stop eating what you're eating. He's like, don't even change your diet at all. I'm not saying eat less of this, more of that. I'm just saying... What I'm saying is, when do you go to bed? Okay, cool. Push your breakfast back by an hour. That's all I want you to do. And in doing so, he increased the time in which they were eating, in which they were not eating, and decreased the time when they were eating. And then he said, like, don't eat any snacks. Just have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's it. That's all I want you to do. You can eat whatever you want, whenever you want. Just don't eat when, like, don't eat two hours before you go to bed, and then push your breakfast back an hour. And he's like, people started losing weight by, like, doing that. Mm. and it reset their insulin levels so it got their type 2 diabetes under control and then they could get off all these medications and he was like doing a lot of the science and the numbers and checking it all and he was like this is insane Mm. he's like people need to do this and then he would look at other cultures and he's like they're already doing this just cause he's like Americans are always eating as like just because we've said you need to eat here's some snacks look at this cool new snack we have galaxy brownies. Look at those. Like, we market snacks like crazy. Whereas, like, Italy, like, the kitchen is literally like a room. And when dinner's closed, the door closes. You can't. Don't go into the kitchen. It's done. And they savor their food. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, um, I need to eat and be done eating. So. So it's like. So every culture has like a way that's like they're intermittent fasting mm-hmm. because dinner time's over and they don't have snacks. America's obsessed with snacks. Yes, and if you're capitalism. eating continuously throughout the day, your blood sugar never goes down to a normal level. It's constantly being elevated. And when your body is ready for a new meal because you've had a snack, so your body goes, "Oh hey, we're taking a meal. Let's get everything ready." And then it was just a snack, so your body's overcompensated. 
So they produce too much stuff. Hmm. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. I'm really fascinated by all this. The doctor was too, so he kept getting more and more patients. Like, hey, I want to try this thing. And you don't have to do anything other than don't eat past this time and push your breakfast back in. That's all you have to do. And it, like, works every time. Hmm. He's like, it's not about what you're eating. It's about how much and how often you're eating. And you're eating throughout the day, constantly aggravating your pancreas so that it's overworking throughout the entire day. He's like, no. He's like, just have a really big breakfast. Don't eat again until you're hungry. And then your body goes like, we're used to eating right now, so we're hungry. He's like, but are you? Or are you just used to eating now? No, I'm genuinely, like, <laughs> pregnancy is like, you're hungry again. Yeah. See, that's different when you're pregnant. But I mean, like, when you're not pregnant, are you hungry or are you just bored? No, I don't get hunger sick. I know when my mouth is bored. That's why I have gum. I, I told people, I don't actually... So when I get the hunger feeling, it's usually toward the end of the day. Around lunchtime, I never, ever, ever feel hungry, but I know I have to eat something because it's been absurdly long time since I've eaten food. Uh, and usually my first signals are, my legs feel kind of weak. I don't get the hunger pains. I get my body's about to fall over. I don't get hunger pains. I get, hey, guess what? You're starving, and now you feel like you're being stabbed in the stomach. Yeah, I never get the slow hunger. It's always just, like, out of nowhere, and I'm like, what the hell? I need to eat some ramen. Yeah. Mm. I also, it's like, so mm. I want to try the intermittent fasting thing, but also, like, with my job. You can't. You Like, how am I supposed to sustain that? Because I can have a really heavy protein lunch, but if I don't eat at my last break, before I'm off work, I'm, like, falling apart. Because yeah. I am burning calories. I'm burning stuff that I don't have. And my heavy protein thing is only, like, 300 calories. Yeah, so you like, just need to consume more. I need to consume more food. I can definitely do the don't eat past 8 o'clock. Yeah, I, I can do that easy because I do that almost every single day. Mm. Yeah. So just, anyway, what's your favorite breakfast food? I think omelets. Omelets are pretty good. So it's no. like I don't not appreciate it. I just If there's something else, I'm going to have something else. No, typically like if there's an option, like I'll have breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm the opposite. If there's breakfast food and something else, I'm probably going to have something else. Yeah, no, the, the something else I'm more likely to have cheese in or it's going to be too heavy in meat. I just realized you don't put cheese in your omelets because you don't like cheese. No. That just makes her ring go, it's too plain. It needs cheese. Ew. <laughs> no, it has salt and <laughs> veggies and meat. And <laughs> so we went to lunch today with my mom. And we got breakfast food because we went to a breakfast diner. And my omelet is sat down in front of me and 2.0 is sitting right next to me. And my the omelet sits in front of me. And he, without a thought, reaches over and grabs some ham off my plate and shoves it in his mouth immediately. And I was like, I'm glad you feel confident, kid. Glad you're you like, know I'll feed you. You're like, when, when you get older, though, there's maybe stabbing involved. <laughs> there, no. There's that video of the, of the girl, um, her and her husband are eating like little Ben and Jerry pints in their car. Mm-hmm. She's like, why are we eating in the car in front of our house? We really don't want to share with our kids. <laughs> so we're going to eat it out front in the car because our kids are going to want some and I really don't want to give them any. <laughs> Not even going to lie. There are things we only eat after they go to bed. Mm-hmm. Those delicious like wafer long thin rounds. What are they called? The Quaker wafer thingies? The, 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 the cylindrical ones? Yes, but they're not by Quaker. The rice cakes? Thing? No. They're not rice cakes. They're filled with like some sort of creamy texture. I have no idea what you're talking about then. I think they're by Pepperidge Farms. Hmm. Yeah. I have no idea. Right. But those are delicious and I don't like sharing those. Mm-hmm. Oh. Delicious. Guess what I am so beyond excited for? Bed? No. Oh, I'm um. excited for bed. <laughs> in case you guys don't know, we typically film these kind of like for people who are in, heading toward 30. Um, I am so pumped about the casting for Percy Jackson. <gasps> yes. I am beyond excited. Like, I cannot... I. So I was like, yeah, it'd be cool. And then I saw that there was a black girl and I was like, oh, oh, this is going to be perfect. She's going to be amazing. <laughs> I immediately was like, this is so much better than someone who's blonde and gray. This is so much better. Because as someone put, in 2005, the blonde, st- the blonde stereotype was actually really huge. 
and it was a big deal for people for Annabeth to prove that she is smart despite that stereotype. And who else struggles with that stereotype all the time? Women of color. <laughs> so it makes sense and would be way more impactful for a woman of color, or in this case, a child of color, yeah, to have to go through and prove how smart they are. <sighs> ah. And I'm like, if they gave her like blonde braids, cool. I don't really care if they're blonde at that point. I'm just excited for the story that she's going to be able to tell. And we get. And if if she doesn't have anything, and it's like gray contacts, because if you look at gray eyes on on a black person, it's so striking. It's the color contrast for me. Yeah, I'm like that's cool, but I'm also like you're 12. That's gonna suck if you don't want to wear them. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. And because I did see the Adam Project, that kid for Percy, he's perfect. Because at the, when you see those um, kids of color. It is definitely Ray Orton saying, you fit the personality I wrote. Noise. Not, I need you to look like them. He's like, no, I need you to be them. Yeah. And he was like, did you see his face in that picture? He's so excited. He's like, it's happening. It's happening. But I will lose my mind if Logan Lerman is Poseidon. I will freaking lose it. (laughs) It'd be so great. Because he's got like a really attractive salt and pepper thing going on. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Please, for the love of God. Please. Because look, the movies as as an adaptation of the book horrendous. By themselves, they're actually really entertaining. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're decent movies. Because mm-hmm. when we saw this, comparing them though, was it the second or the first one? He's like, "What are you doing? Don't walk around on my roof. Why are you on my roof?" And it was like so the second one, best thing to see of monsters. Because mm-hmm. that one, I was like, "This is kind of dumb." And they were like putting stuff from like the fifth book in, and I was like, "We're not even supposed to meet this man until the last book. What is happening?" <laughs> Because they knew they weren't going to be picked up again. Well, yeah, especially because when everybody heard the author go, what movies? <laughs> <laughs> we were like, we stand. Go ahead. <laughs> because despite everything about those movies, Logan Lerman was a really damn good Percy. He was. He was phenomenal. Yes. But this other kid has everything that Logan Lerman was missing. Sassy wants death with 12-year-old. Yes. Logan Lerman was 16. At 16, you're kind of going, that's a little dangerous. At 12, you're like, y'all, just beat yourself into the abyss. Don't care. Once more. A 16-year-old cannot be a chaotic 12-year-old who doesn't understand that. Like, I mean, in the books, like, he starts to go like, no, yeah, I could possibly die. But in the beginning, he's like, cool, I can fight with a sword. <laughs> and then they give him his first real monster. He's like, oh, there are actual consequences. I am not prepared, though, to see 12-year-old Percy lose his mom. Because it's the that reaction of like, oh my gosh, they're totally age accurate. Oh no, they're totally age accurate. I, I'm curious how many episodes we have to cry over him. It's probably going to be like seven. Uh, seven. Not very many. I don't expect many. That's a lot though. I know. And I'm just like... And with him, like, I would, I would love it if they dyed his hair black because that's an easy change. And people are all up in arms about eye color. I'm like, they're children, dude. When you first wear contacts, they really kind of suck. And you can deal with color change really easily on your hair. Yeah. Like, that's a lot easier to deal with than I have things upon my eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just got really distracted because I was like, I just read a great book. And then I got to the end of it and the second book wasn't out. This book had me sobbing. Oh, wow. Okay, mind you, I'm pregnant. Because I'm pregnant, I sob over books. But, like, this one was, like... The, the first book that so, ever made me, like, sob was The Butterfly Man. It's only got, like, 86 pages. Yeah. It's definitely a children's book. But when I was like, well, how did this ending? And I read the ending, and I was like, oh! And I was like, oh, gosh. I thought, like, it emotional. The first one I remember crying at was Love That Dog, which is still one of my favorite books of all time. It sounds really familiar. It's um, by Sharon Creech, and it is a little boy writing in his class is doing a poetry mm-hmm. section and he's just like super against it and so it's it's all his response to like the prompts and to his teacher and they eventually like oh, invite like robert really sarcastic and, and he's, only, he's like he feels somewhere between like eight and ten so mm-hmm. not even like sarcasm just like genuinely like i don't, don't want to do this here you go minimal effort um and so then you get to the end and you find out a story like he tells you in poetry the story of how his dog died mm. and then like it was just the only other book that's ever made me like because i mean um harry potter made me cry but if i read it again wouldn't no whereas the outsiders will destroy me every single time 
every <laughs> single time it will just rip me apart no i've i haven't had one that'll get me on a repeat but like so this book hit all of my markers first it's got political intrigue it's got like tension out the wazoo okay king of the trolls comes to marry a princess of a human land because he needs the human magic to try and save his home mm. king of the humans has three daughters his oldest daughter whom he hates his middle daughter who he loves and then his youngest no who's just the aunt peggy that's what his youngest daughter is yes <laughs> um the troll king meets the first daughter and they click they click so hard and she tells him essentially you have to marry my sister or my father will not help you oh because if he the troll king marries the first daughter who the king hates he's like eh, whatever yeah i'm not gonna help you but if you marry my sister the one he loves he will help you because she asked him to yeah which was suck dude <sighs> okay Keep no no going. no. but it gets worse so per their laws a blood relative is able to um per human or the human per the human's mm -hmm. laws a blood relative is able to accept a marriage from you know for their blood relative so first sister steps in for second sister because second sister's like i can't do it and accepts the marriage on behalf of her sister mm -hmm. it per their per their laws and their their religion which was like traumatizing to read and be like he's gonna marry your sister oh no and then that happens you're like oh thank god <laughs> no then oh. his sister Okay, so sister number two and sister number three go on. They call it a maiden's journey. It's like they go to like temples and then like they meet their spouse. And then like mm -hmm. they were going to get married in the troll traditions and religion. The reason that the human king wants the alliance with the troll king is he wants troll um, warriors to come defend against the fae who are trying to overrun the human land oh so he's like whatever daughter it is it's beneficial i need this yes yeah. the fae king sends a troop and destroys everyone on the maiden trip <gasps> no listen it gets worse no listen the second one is not out <laughs> cried okay so, so sister number, sister oldest sister, both of, her both of her youngest sisters. Oh my God. And she's back at the convent and suddenly her oldest brother, her, she only has one brother, but her brother shows up and like, we need you to save the kingdom. So they have a law. Okay. Mind you, trolls are very bound. They are bound strictly by written magic. Oh. Like that's just, if, if they put their name to something in writing, they are bound by, oh. by their agreements. So it's more than just marriage. <sighs> by law he can only marry sister number two <gasps> the humans have a law that they can rename someone and essentially that person becomes the dead person <sighs> they rename her they magic up her face <sighs> she gets sent off to marry him and she marries him by troll tradition and then bad things are happening in his world and like they're just trying to survive it and get married. And per the agreement, the marriage, like no assistance will be given on either side until the marriage is consummated. And it, oh. it almost, he's so kind. He says, and I quote, I will not take a weeping bride because he calls her the second sister's name because he had such a spiritual moment when they married in their tradition. He's like, I will never think of her again. I will only think of the woman I married. Mm -hmm. And so thinking he married sister number two, he calls sister number one by her name and she starts sobbing because her sister is dead. This is the man that she's like half in love with already. more than half in love with. Oh. <laughs> like they clicked so hard and there's like, there's things I haven't told you, so that's like it's still really fun. Because she's like, technically I tricked you, but technically I didn't paralyze. Uh. Yes. One major thing though, she has trichromia, mm -hmm. so she is she has two different color eyes. Mm -hmm. So when the magic finally heterochromia. heterochromia, yes, thank you, not trichromia. I was close. Three eyes. Okay, but like he, the magic finally like falls off because it wasn't long-term magic because you know once it's consummated then whatever like it's been completed like we can deal with it then 
And so he realizes that he's been tricked. And per their law, like, he's like, I didn't marry you. I was supposed to marry your sister. She's like, per our law, I am now her. And it was just like, and then like, she, loopholes, loopholes. yes. So she gets sent to the dungeon and then someone spikes his drink with something and she is nearly beheaded before he is able to break out of it. Like the ax is coming down. The ax is coming down and he stops it and then sends her to the dungeon and is like, no one is allowed to touch her. We are sending her sister cousin. It's her half sister because his, her father's a piece of work. Um, back being like, you have 30 days. We're going to figure out what to do about all this. And so it ends. And you're like, fuck! That's where the book ends. Yeah. Oh my god. And then I you, would be like emailing the author like, December 5th. Like, Give it to me now. December 5th. December? Okay. So long. Okay. You need me to read this book so I can suffer with you better. Like, I was sobbing, okay? I was like, he, they are in love with each other, but he chose for the safety and, like, the well, the health of his entire community. And then this happens. And then just, like, and he's like, per our laws. No. And she's like, well, per our laws. He's like, it doesn't matter about your laws. He's like, you're in my kingdom and you defiled what are our, our like the marriage ceremony and i was just like <laughs> so basically they both just hurt each other so bad like i'm gonna tell you right now because it was that good like i want this in a hardback <sighs> i was like i got the room you saw me build my other bookshelf <laughs> um because this one's not out yet let me get back to the I first one. I need a short bookshelf. It's just going to be dedicated to manga. Bride of the Shadow King. I'm going to be ripped apart and enjoy every minute of it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> you should text that to me. Okay, I can do that. We like. Ugh. And in a week, I can go buy it. Um, If you have Kindle Unlimited, it's on there for free. Oh. I do, through Alex. <laughs> It's free. <sighs> I yeah no I it hit every single box, like it didn't have enemies to lovers, but it had genuine like, cry like the genuine like emotional crisis that you find with enemies to lovers, which is what I really enjoy, and like, because I actually, I'm really curious. I want to make John read the first two Akatar novels because uh-huh. I want his opinion on Tamlin so bad. <laughs> Like, I'm like, because he's not a huge, he's sci-fi. He mm-hmm. loves sci-fi. I'll read sci-fi, but it's not my... Cup of tea. It's not my first choice. Yeah. I, I don't, it's not that I don't enjoy sci-fi. It's just, if there's something else, I will always pick the up something else. That's fair. Well, if someone gives me a sci-fi book, I will read it. I've read a couple good ones, but only ones that my uncle gave me, which is weird. Hmm. I'm just not huge into sci-fi in general. I'm, I'm obviously very much more into fantasy. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Because, like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I don't oh. want to read the next books. I mean, I, I want to for story reasons, but I'm also like, I just really like that Reese was very much like, you got to heal yourself, Farah. Like, I will support you. I will love you. I will be here for you, but you got to heal yourself. Like, I can't do nothing. Is it even picking us up? It is. It's just really cool. Maybe I'm really quiet. Hold on. Are you being quiet? I'm not being that quiet. Um, hopefully I'm not too loud now, but <laughs> here we go. Um, Hi. Again, we don't care. This is for us and not for you. <laughs> You're just along for the ride. You didn't enjoy it. Yeah. You you chose to be here. Deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> but I just really love that Reese was very much like, I'm not healing you. You have to heal yourself. Which is like really important. Which was, which I'm glad I read that because now I know that what I'm doing with um, Astoria and Andrew is actually going to work. Mm-hmm. Because I was worried, like, I hope she's not just going to be like, oh, he saved me because he's not. He's not going to save you. Only you can save yourself. Which is why after she jumps off the wall, they're, um, because he's injured, so Ryland's immediately going to be like, you, training grounds, if you're going to be dumb, at least know how to defend yourself. <laughs> because yeah. they've been trying to be really patient with her. It's normal in their society for women to know how to fight. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to be really patient. Because um, actually what happens first is that 
I want to call her Alice for some reason, but I think that's just because we were talking about Actor. Whatever the hell her handmaiden's name is, I had a good one. I still don't know what it is. And I can't find the video I sent you with her name in it. No, it's too far back. It's gone. I know, it's gone. Um, so I think she's going to help her change and notice scarring on her back. Mm. And it's going to be like, hey, Andrew, <laughs> um, what's her father like? <laughs> because I want him to die. <laughs> Or, and she won't, and she'll be like, what happened? And she'll see her freeze and be like, you don't have to tell me. Like, you don't have to talk about it. I had a conversation with a friend like that, because she was just, like, very carefully tiptoeing and being vague about things. And I was like, my brain knows enough about this that, like, I would just like you to be aware that, like, this is the thoughts that occurred to me. Again, you don't have to talk about it, but I would like you to be aware of where my brain went, at least. And she's like, oh, okay, no, I can talk about it. But I was just like, I didn't know how you were going to feel about it. I was like, I don't how i feel about it i just need you to know that this is what i thought so like <laughs> this is where we're standing this is this is what my brain said you were saying and i just need you to know that and in case i'm entirely off base i wasn't mm. still don't know how i feel about it mm. and that's all you guys are getting to that story <laughs> yep that's that that's it that's it that's all you're getting um what was it oh, yeah Jeez? but it's just like it's just <laughs> I don't know. I literally, I've hit the p- stage that I'm like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> now you've got the giggly thing. Woo-hoo! No, I haven't hit that stage in a long time. <laughs> that was a weird inhale. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just really want boyfriend to read it because I really want his reaction. Because every time I see somebody start to read it for new, they're like, okay, I know everyone's going to hate this man. I'm like, but I read it and I don't hate him. What is he going to do? So I'm scared. I didn't know that going in that he, I was going to hate him. And so I went in and I was like, He's alright. It's fine. And well, like, I, I think- didn't immediately catch that Reese was gonna be like as important as he was. I was like, he's important, but I don't know if he's good important or bad important. Because I knew enough from TikTok that the first time he appeared, I was like, please be Reese. You're so cool. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I was immediately like beyond intrigued by him. She was like, he looked like Knight, and I was like, Who are you? I want to no. know about you. So like, it wasn't like it wasn't until like he admitted that he was like drugging her so that she wouldn't remember what was happening that i was like oh oh baby i like you <laughs> we can vibe it was such a interesting juxtaposition of like oh that's creepy but also like thank you because it would have been incredibly traumatizing no i was like oh, especially that's because awful, he's like but why like... do you think every time you came back like none of your paint was smeared like in like intimate areas it's mm. only like on your shoulders or your hands yeah because i never that's you <sighs> and every time i think about the end of that book where tamlin's just like please no and reason's like i'm gonna freaking kill you and i was like tam tamlin get up on your ass do something what the hell yeah but when i hated him was when the second book hit and he and they're both having absolute horrible trauma and are just sweeping it under the rug yeah and well, he's like, causing her more trauma. Yeah, and he's causing her more trauma by having his own trauma overtake him. Yeah, that's when I was, when I was pretty like, done with him. you would just freaking say, hey, this is my biggest fear. You're making my life worse. His biggest fear is that you're going to freaking die because he watched you die in front of his eyeballs, which is highly traumatic. And your biggest fear is being trapped in a cage because you spent months in a cold, dark, really small room. You've got a you've got a notification. You do. Yeah, the cat's head is isn't away. Oh, it's fine. Okay. Mm, it's like, hey, we need to restart because of an update. And I was like, well, you can do that later. 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 Um, but yeah, I just. Oh, hello. You gonna stretch upon me? Um. But yeah, I just like when I hated him was like the minute she was like went to go after him and ran into a wall i was like oh he's dead he's dead to me i was like i hate him i was done with him at that point i was like ab which is like not because i think if his betray if i knew about his betrayal first hey guys we're spoiling the hell out of the series hello um (laughs) if i knew about if i had no idea about his betrayal beforehand i don't know if i think i still was like you I think I still hated him more more when he did that to her. I I hated him more when he threw up the wall versus when he betrayed. Like I was just it was really annoyed. At that point, it was like expected of him because he's such a piece of shit. But when he did that to her, I was like, "You don't love her at all." No, because she said, "Hey, you're suffocating me," and his response was to relax things, which was like, "Cool, dude, baby steps." Mm -hmm. 
And then the minute, and then the minute he, sorry, we had a cat step on a button. Um, the minute he, she like fought back against him and he threw a wall up and like, he was like, he had a reasoning, but it was a dumb reason. I was like, it's cause you're mad, mm-hmm. which is highly abusive, sir. And I hate you for it. And then her exact trauma response to that was horrifying. Yeah. And then I love, is it Elise or Alice? Her handmaiden. I don't remember. It was A-L-I-S. I'd say Elise. Mm -hmm. Because somebody said Alice, and I was like, wouldn't there be like an E to make that I a different sound? Yeah, I'd say Elise. Yeah. Anyways, Elise. And so her handmaiden Elise, like you hear her say, get her out of here. And it's because more went to go find her. And I was like, oh my god, they came for her because they have a whole mate bond and he can ha- feel her having an absolute panic attack. But it's that's a way hard, way hardcore because she's got all this magical power. No, no, that's not a panic attack. That's a meltdown. That's a meltdown. Yeah, she had like yeah. a full-blown meltdown because, oh my gosh, Tamlin's no better than her. He has trapped me like she did. Yeah. The person who traumatized me, he has done the same. And I was like, if you two just said, hey... I have nightmares every night. Can you just hold me when I wake up? Hey, this is what scares me. Like, if they just literally said that to each other, they would have been okay. I mean... I mean, maybe not, but at least they would have known. Yeah. Like, I can't trap you because that scares you. And now you understand why I'm so terrified to let you come with me because I don't want you to die. But we don't like him. We don't like him. He just becomes a really territorial asshole. Who cannot... He becomes a literal Chad. Mm-hmm. He becomes a Chad. Mm-hmm. Which is like, she does a really good job of making you hate him, though. Because he's hateable. Mm-hmm. He's very His hateable. face is punchable. And because I knew, like, uh, and when I read the first book, I was like, I don't really like him. He was fine. But I was like, this doesn't, this isn't as great as everyone said it would be. Yeah. And then I hit the second book and I was like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> I was like, now I get it. Because Reese is a way better character. Yes. And reading the two different books, I can tell that this is the one that she thought of first. I mean, this is my opinion. This is the one that she thought of first. But, ooh, this would be a great story. But in order for that to make any sense and be cool, I have to write the first one. Yeah. It can't be told in flashbacks. It has to be told first. And you've mentioned that. And it makes sense when mm-hmm. I think about it. Because otherwise, why is the second one so much better than the first one? Because now she's got experience. Mm-hmm. But also now she can talk about the characters she really wants to talk about. Well, it's not her first series. Mm-hmm. But like, even if it's not her first series, that you can tell she wanted to talk about the Night Court. Yeah. That is the one she wanted to write about. Because Tamlin, I real is not as fleshed out as Reese is. No. And that's because Reese freaking talks to her. Yeah. Tamlin was just using her. was like a spell whatever you can still be open and honest with people up to a point yeah but instead of you lying, don't you don't know how many times he tried that though but i mean like instead of being like yes there's a threat you don't need to worry about it whereas reese is like yeah people are dying want to come <laughs> like <laughs> well that's the difference of thinking of somebody as like i only need you for this purpose versus you're my partner yeah and i think that's the difference between the two is that tamlin was you are for my purpose and then he did fall in love with her ish ish and then reese was like i frick i'm in love with her from the start damn okay <laughs> he's like shoot <laughs> especially when he said he dreamed of flowers being painted and i was like me <laughs> i was like my little heart also i had a sp- i don't know if it's a spoiler but i'm like if he freaking dies i'm gonna lose it i don't know i don't think i finished the last book yeah. i'll let you know when i start reading it um thanks Mm-hmm. The other thing I loved, the way the second book ended, I was like, Ooh! I was like, this is how you end a book. Um, because he was like, yeah, they destroyed the bond, but if they had taken off her other glove, they would see the tattoo that makes her high lady of the night court. And I was like, oh! because Tamlin and, and Lucian were like, there is no high lady. And I was like, Reese is about to be like, I'm going to make one so you can <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> only because and, you fear to share your powers. And I'm so excited to have her be in all of her full tactical glory and just rip Tamlin's court apart. I'm so excited. 
because she's always had like that darker side to her mm-hmm. it was just dampened by the fact that she had to freaking survive yeah and then she survived went through something horrifyingly traumatic and almost died again and then was survived through that and then she was like you know what you're the person who did all this crap to me you're dead to me and when i said i'm leaving you said i don't care and totally showed me that you really don't care about me you're just possessive yeah so now, and then she screamed at him if you hurt them i will like i will rip your cord apart mm-hmm. and then he does hurt them and she's like okay and now i'm gonna rip your cord apart and how i'm gonna do that is making you think that i was under a spell ah and then lucian knows immediately Ah, oh, i'm excited I'm excited. Although, I will say that Alex was upset because she didn't care about Nesta's story at all. I mean, I'm interested. I just don't think I... I think I got distracted. And I've heard people say, like, they like them and they don't. They're like, first of all, Nesta's just mean always. She's got a holier-than-thou, I'm better-than-everyone personality. It's just, a like, coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. But also, Alex said she hated how in Nesta's stories, everybody was just suddenly not in character. Like, they were behaving in ways that you're like, what? In the other books, you would never, and now you are? Hmm. Yeah, so. I don't know if that's just because Nessa's an unreliable narrator, or what's happening. I don't know. I Either it. way, I'm really, really interested in Cassian and Nessa's, like, thing they have. Because he was immediately intrigued by her, and I was like, boy, if you ain't careful, she's gonna walk all over you. Yeah, but you know he'd love it. I know! <laughs> <laughs> and then... Lucian, his little broken, you're my mate thing, and I was like, your loyalty's gonna destroy you, Lucian. Yeah, it is. Just like Percy, your biggest fault, your biggest flaw is how loyal you are. Mm-hmm. Especially because he was the one that was seeing what was happening to freaking Feyre. He mm-hmm. could see it, so he kept trying to talk to Tamlin. But- Tamlin, so blinded by his own trauma, he couldn't see that she was literally not eating wasting away yeah which is why reese was like so mad and i was so glad when he popped in on their wedding day because from all the spoilers i'd seen on tiktok i was like well, what's he doing there and then i was reading i was like reese reese you gotta show up now reese get on the double where are you <laughs> and i was like i know he's coming he's cutting a real freaking close <laughs> yeah but like the thing is he wouldn't have come unless she cried out for help yeah and she said somebody help me and he was like oh i'm coming i'm coming <laughs> Yeah, and he did use the excuse of our bar- of the bargain, but he was like, "I have to get you out of there. You're gonna crumble and die." And Tamlin doesn't even see it, mm-hmm. which is why I love that Reese hates Tamlin because he's like, "Do you not see that she is wasting away before you?" Oh, and I do love how he said, um, "When you threw that spike at the face, I can't say her name ever." It was like at the jerk face. Yeah, <laughs> what's her face? Like, with his bike, he's like, I swear, her cast can say, if you don't marry her, you <laughs> idiot, I will. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Yeah. Reese is real. I like, you were very honest when you said, I would read it just for Reese. I told you. And I was like, yep. He's the only one I really care about. I mean, um, what's Dragon Lady? Because Morris's cousin. Am- I always call her Armin. Armin, but it's yes. Amrin. Because Armin is from Attack on Titan. Yes. And the only difference is that the R and the M are switched. So I kept calling her Armin on accident. <laughs> I don't know. I don't say Either their names way, out loud. She is so cool. And yeah. I desperately need to know more about her story. You will <laughs> in book three. I desperately need it. Because I was like, I want her to be like an actual dragon. Because mm, I was no. like, that would be cool. But I'm also like, she was trapped in that jail mountain for how long? <laughs> A very long time. She's really cool though. And yes. some people are like, she does she just stands there and does nothing. I was like, hello. When Valerius got attacked, she was like decimating all of them easily. Mm-hmm. And she actually genuinely cares about these people. She's very standoffish because, you know, trauma. But also like every time they're in trouble, she's there. Mm-hmm. She cares about these people because they don't care what she was. They just care that she's there. Yeah. Also, I really wish more and Azrael would do something, but I'm also like more. You're kind of a bitch because you haven't said no. there's nothing going to happen. Listen, listen. There is 
There is more there than you yet know. So I was like, I was like, he's so in love with you more. And every time something happens to him, you like react in such a like no thing. I'm like, have a conversation, you two idiots. Mm. But also, like, I feel like every time they're going to do something, Cassian has to insert himself. And Cassian does it on purpose. Because he knows what you do not know. (laughs) I should read it, but I have to finish that library book I've had for three weeks and only read, like, 18 pages of. Obviously, it's not a good read. Go put it back. No, it's not. It's actually a decent read. I just don't want to read it right now. But I have to read it now because i got to take it back. Just take it back. You can rent it again later. I don't actually know what it's called right now. Do you think you it's don't take pictures? Speaking of taking pictures, I told you I took 12 screenshots of that. <laughs> of the comment section of that video you sent me. You know what the punch thing? Yes! <laughs> because I know. I By don't way, get those. Fanfic mm. recommendation. It's called Remain Nameless. It is the best thing I have read in such a long I told time. You. And it's not I told even you. a freaking book. I told you. I told I you. Need to email that person and say, you need to go to a publisher and publish this as is. Yeah. Like, obviously, there might be some things that might need a little tweaking. But I was like, you need to publish this as a Dromani fanfic. It will fly off the shelves. You'll make so much money. And I was like, because I also need it on my shelf, sir. Or no, ma'am. Remain Nameless is one that I am going to learn typeset for and i'm going to have avery bind it for me like i just i need it i should learn typesetting that's just a good skill to have because it's such oh that reminds me where's my phone go i want to read it again phone and also if i want to i'm calling my phone (laughs) i told you i'm too tired for this (laughs) i was like you literally just is it under your cat probably um, what were you gonna look up? I was just gonna like text it to myself so that I can add it back to my AO3 oh, backlog. Okay, I'll text you and say remain Speaking, speaking of texting, uh-huh. did you book the Airbnb yet? I've had it booked for a while, woman. You didn't tell me what I owe you. Do I owe you? I thought you paid me back. What was that other drink for? I I paid you for the flight. That oh. was the last of the flight. Oh, you owe me. It was for something. Okay. So you owe me two. Okay unless because i sent you that the, and you said for that price for sure if you look on your messenger app it'll be there yeah but i never got a confirmation that yes i booked it oh yeah i totally got it i even have a confirmation from said people that said look looking forward to see you guys okay so but my other thought is let's wait on that and then maybe i just take the entirety of the rental car because the rental car was coming out to be about 400 too okay um so i was like you could just do the rental car and i have the Airbnb. yeah whoop whoop yep about it there you go yes i told you i told you it was one of the best fan fictions i've ever read read. when i got when i got covid again i read it yeah and it is like 50 chapters but it's so so worth the 50 chapters that's like genuinely how you do enemies to lovers with deep trauma like deep history and layers on layers of trauma for both of them that oftentimes is intermixed with the other person draco's the only one that actually understands her because he's like yeah you want to do this but do you really actually want to be doing this yeah he's like i saw you you are so much more than just saving endangered magical creatures yeah and I like that he pushes her to be better. Yes. Because she is better than that. Oh, up, like, can we talk about the chapter where the barista was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I, where I love that she had these small little minor characters where the baristas were super into this and like, ooh. But can, can you, you imagine the uh, like, guys, guys, she's at his table. Guys. Guys, she's at his table. Guys, they're holding hands. Guys, they're holding hands. They would have been like, okay, so both of our regulars come in and she always says hello and he never says anything but they sit at the same table, but they're here at different times. Guys, they showed up at the same time today. They, they, they know each other. Look how they're responding to one another. They know each other. Like, oh, oh, they hate each other. Oh, they hate each other. Look at them storm out. Even <laughs> like, I love the baristas. Like, they're like one of my favorite parts of this. Like, genuinely, like, the I... The way that uh, she is, I know it's like a real... The way she's built it to feel real. Yes. It feels good. authentic. Like, this feels like it could actually happen. And I'm assuming happen. this is a female author. I always assume it's a female because author. Because I don't, I've never met a single man that writes fan fiction. About Anything. Harry Potter. I probably know a few. I could ask Ben. He probably does. He's dyslexic, maybe not. <laughs> but I don't know any man who write fan fiction. 
Yes, because every story is built for a man. That is true. And every t- and that's why we thrive off of fan fiction, because it puts the female gaze in. <laughs> oh, I just need to read it again. It's yeah. so damn good. It's so good. I should read other stuff that she's written. Oh, I didn't even know to think that. Although, I will say... Because there was a book. I have uh-huh. one AO3 fanfiction open that is not Dre Mighty. It's, it's Dean Cass. Oh, is it because Listen, of that girl freaking out about the one? With, with Dean is the writer under the pseudonym, uh-huh. but Cass and he, Dean goes to like TA. You could never be as good as my favorite author. He's like, but I am but your I favorite. Am <laughs> <laughs> that one. I was like, I'm not into like ships like this often, but like that sounds amazing. And, and I genuinely want to read it. the way that she freaked out talking about it. Yes. I was like, okay, you genuinely think this was amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to read it. Um, one of my, because I've written a miraculous ladybug fanfic, and it, last I looked at it, it was nearing four. I read it twice and forgot both times that I had done it. <laughs> twice, because <laughs> you're like, this sounds a little bit familiar, and they're like, man, that was really good. Who wrote it? And I was like, me, me, I did, I did that. <laughs> yeah, but you can always trust me to forget enough to be like, give you genuine feedback. <laughs> But I liked it because I ne- was ne- not specific on their age. Mm-hmm. In my head, they were aged up. Yeah, because if it makes more sense for 18-year-olds to be doing this stuff than, you know, 12-year-olds. Yeah. God, Percy Jackson's going to be traumatized. But we're going to love every second I'm going to love it. every second of it. I'm going to be like, no, now I have to watch Percy cry over the death of his mom. <laughs> no. Mm. I'm sorry. I just have the Lizzo song stuck in my head. In a minute, I'm gonna need, need a sentimental man or woman to put me off. Yeah, because I keep getting responses of people who are like learning the dance, and then Lizzo being like, "Okay, where's where's the final video?" And they're being like, "Freaking Lizzo commented on my video. Now I have to do it." <laughs> she's cool. I really like her. She's got good music too. I I enjoy Lizzo, and the fact mm-hmm. that she's like really good at flute, just like unapologetically, like. Mm-hmm. I love when people have like, hey, yo, this talent that you were made fun of in middle school. I'm really good at it. <laughs> That's what I'm really appreciating. Nerd culture is becoming like pop culture. Yeah, the only problem with that is the gatekeepers are getting worse. Yes, like, dude, go away. Yeah. And I love the, if you're a real nerd, you would like nerdy guys. They do. Yeah, they but I don't, don't like jerks. You because you're a jerk. <laughs> I, my husband is literally out tonight playing magic with friends. Mm-hmm. I like a nerdy guy. Which lets me know that the difference between boyfriend and Cody, because Cody played magic, mm-hmm. and I thought it was dumb. It's and I not, didn't want to tell him that because I didn't want him to feel bad about his favorite hobby. It's very analytically based, mm-hmm. and that's just not how my brain functions. Well, and so and I've then, like, played, and I, I will but I play. Like, it's a but thing like... you love. I don't want to tell you I think it's lame. That's me. You enjoy. You need to enjoy this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to have fun, go out and play your tournament stuff. And he was like, yeah, I had a tourney, and I was like, that's so dumb. Whereas, like, boyfriend mm-hmm. will go off and play Smash, and he's like, yeah, I got a tourney. And I'm like, oh, good. Have fun. Let me know how you do. How do you? Like, like the difference that's a you difference though not a, not so much with them i know but i was also like it just lets me know that i vibe way harder with boyfriend than i ever did with cody yeah that's not hard to tell you i know what what were were you how much do you remember <laughs> oh that's a better question because <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say like what was your reaction i was like i can't remember us all hanging out at the same time except for that one day at the park but did i even make it to the park that day i don't remember but I don't even remember I made it to the park that day. Mm-hmm. I feel I still feel bad. Like it was a good way to do it, but I still would just watch his heart break into a bajillion pieces. You guys weren't a good fit. Mm-mm. He wanted me to be a wife that I could never be. We well, just wanted different things from each other mm-hmm. and from life. We wanted different things from each other and life. He was like, "Yeah, I think," and he he was like, "I." He's like, "To be a good husband, the wife needs to stay home, and I provide for her. Like, like that's how I could be a good husband." I was like. Dude, no. I will not be a stay-at-home wife. I will be a we're building a life together mm-hmm. kind of wife. And I don't want children, and you do. Which is like a major, like, uh, nope, we're not moving forward with this, because that's yeah. a very, like... Which is why if a doctor's like, what about your husband? I'm like, okay, here's the deal. If I'm dating someone and they want kids, why am I dating them? 
Because I don't want kids. <laughs> I told Avery recently, I was like, if you die, I'm not going to remarry. I'm just going to find a woman who I trust to help me raise my kids. <laughs> I wasn't even lying. And I, there's been a lot of bisexual women who are like, yeah, if my husband dies, that's it. No more men. No, I'm not even bisexual. Like, I just, like... No, I know. I'm just saying a lot of bisexual women have said that to their husbands. Oh, yeah. So, no. Like, if you, if my... you die, I'm done with men. No. Because you were it. <laughs> my thing is, uh, if he dies, I don't want to have to go back in the dating pool, and I refuse to put my children in the danger that is dating. I know. Dating is just... And they always say, do not introduce... Your kids... For at least a full calendar year. Yeah, because you want to know, like, am, is this is really. I don't introduce people into your kid's life who may leave it. Mm-hmm. That's just mean. Because kids get attached really easily. Because mm-hmm. they need to. Like, mm-hmm. and like, um, one of my friends, Johnny, said that he would never, ever, ever date a woman with children again. He was like, not be, and he's like, not because they're a mother. No, he's like, I don't want to leave those kids. Mm-hmm. He's like, I hated that. They cried. I cried. I had to explain to them that their mom and me just weren't working. And he's like, I loved those kids. Because he he wanted to be a dad so bad. Yeah. No, I like... And then he was like, I can't do that. He's like, it's too hard. No, I wouldn't. And if I did eventually want to go back to dating men, my kids would be like in their teens. Teens, if not grown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And able to handle that better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you're like, so basically, just do me a favor and don't die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be rough. Yeah. Although, our plan is that when we're old and decrepit, <laughs> we'll just live together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the lesbian rumors will spread. We'll be like, eh. It's whatever. I mean, we, we got care. separate bedrooms, baby. <laughs> I mean, until Avery and I got a purple, we were genuinely having conversations about getting two separate twin beds because our our sleeping needs were so different, mm-hmm. are so different. We got a purple and we can stay in the same bed. I really like my purple. Um, we got a purple two versus a purple three. And I think I when this one dies. Mm. It was my parents were like, here you go. We're getting really fancy, expensive beds that recline and have the With your dad's back. I bet you got like a three or a four. Maybe. But the first purple they had, he wore it out in less than a year. Ooh. Like there was an obvious, like he grabbed milks, uh, milks of water, <laughs> jugs of water and put a ruler to show how far the divot was. They sent him a new one for free. Wow. Yeah. And then yeah. that one was getting worn out too. So there is a divot in my bed. I don't know where it is because I don't have that thing. And I'm also way half of what he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I really like him. So my... So we got the two inch i don't I, i'm so used to it now but it's like so weird i don't realize how like weird it is until you get on i sleep a on a different bed. bed and come back and then i'm like oh my bed's weird <laughs> yeah no we got the two inch and i i was okay with the two inch i wanted the three inch more i think when this one dies we'll get the three inch just because like i'm more hippie than he is and i wiggle a lot more mm-hmm. so like that's the other thing like purples don't move no it's great mm-hmm and it and it's weird because it's like it doesn't compress like a regular bed Mm-mm. like you sit down and you know a compression happened but it was dispersed properly mm-hmm. the, I, I remember the first time i laid on here i was like it's not a cloud but i am floating this is weird i felt supported finally for like the first time in all the right places mm-hmm. just because i got a big booty like yeah, you when you sleep on a purple your hip doesn't start to hurt randomly or your shoulder yeah although i will say if i sleep on one shoulder for eight hours straight it's it's, it's done you wake up and you're like <laughs> yeah it's done that's what hurts not i feel the weird pressure thing on hip or shoulder so i have to move yeah it's the i was sleeping in this position on and this shoulder too long and now i'm gonna die <laughs> like not the bed causing me pain it was my body i sleep on my stomach primarily i've noticed i'm a rotisserie chicken <laughs> And uh, about halfway through the night, so I'll start typically on my left side, snuggling my, my massive BB-8. And about halfway through the night, I will wake up. My hips will click as I'm rolling over, which is so painful. And then... But you have... Your body's going, hey, yo, we got to deliver a child in a couple months. Soon. <laughs> I'm only halfway. <laughs> which, Tuesday. Tuesday. Will be what? I get my anatomy scan. Okay. So we will find out for sure. If it's a girl. Yes. And then I will confirm once again that there is only one baby in there. <laughs> Why? 
because my sister-in-law had triplets oh and you were like no 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 but then i mean like you could be done <laughs> you wanted five kids but you cannot handle triplets no you I can't would, you would fall apart i would die because uh, my um, my friends were actually triplets, but they were petri dish triplets, mm. so they look similar. But they, if you tell tell people they're triplets, they're like nah, because first of all, they're all varying heights. They all um, two of them are blonde, one of them's brown. Mm-hmm. The sisters look pretty similar, but there's an obvious difference between all of them. Well, so the girls, my sister in law had three placentas, three sacs, so. The only thing that makes them triplets is they shared the uterus at the same time. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so I, these were, I think they were fraternal rather than tr- actual triplets, especially because one of them is a boy. So. Yes. But, I mean, when they were babies, though, everyone was like, yeah, we had no idea. We had no idea who was who. Like, when, it wasn't until they were about, like, six or seven that they were like, okay, we can start to tell the girls apart. <laughs> no, so... And then, poor... So, the, so I've heard of them as the girls. They have so different features that I, like, I can identify that they're different, but I literally, like, straight up when they came home, I was like, I'm not gonna remember their names until they're old enough to, like... Tell apart. Have interactions with me, mm-hmm. and then I will remember. <laughs> um, also, I only see them, like, once every two months, so, like... They're very different every time I see them. Because um, it's definitely, it's funny, because the triplets I know, their heights correspond to which one was born first. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So the boy is the tallest. Haley, my actual friend, is the middle. And then her sister, Nikki, is very short. <laughs> <laughs> but has blonde hair. And, mm-hmm. Or no, is like brown. Not, not dark brown hair and not as light as mouse brown. Kind of in between that. Okay. Yeah. And then her her and her brother are super blonde. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yep. Yeah, no, I... So I've had two ultrasounds already, just because they wanted to... Maternal fetal medicine wanted to follow up and make sure that, like, everything was going good. And so all, already, twice, I've confirmed that there's only one baby in there. You're like, because I do not want triplets, nor can I handle triplets. Or when, twins. Because when those like, t- when those three were born, they had four adults at that house 24-7 for the first couple of months. Because they were like, we can't. Especially because by that point, their parents were older. Oh. And they were from previous marriages. Mm. So they have a lot of siblings. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. So like by the time they were born, their oldest sibling was like married with kids. <laughs> so, so they were older at that point and needed a lot of help. Yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. Oh, little cutie with his little face covered under his... You guys know it's tucked under his paw. Yeah. I have to pee, so. <laughs> well, I guess that works out. We're about an hour in. Yeah. Cool. Well, so I will say, so I started drinking Propel at the recommendation of a friend who had hyperemesis gravitas while pregnant. Basically, like, she was nauseous and dizzy all the time. Oh. The entire pregnancy. And they were like, you were dehydrated. Yeah. So her, her OB recommended Propel because it has no sugar, but it has electrolytes, and mm-hmm. that's... um helped her um i don't oversalt people's food anymore i'm not okay for context i am not allowed to salt other people's food while pregnant mm-hmm. <laughs> there was one time we ate like, <laughs> <laughs> and my i did that to my parents and i've done that to friends i'm not allowed to salt other people's food when i'm pregnant <laughs> You're like, I just don't add salt, and then you add salt later. Well, like, I made, like, bruschetta, and then, like, took it over to my family's, and I was like, I salted it a little. I think it's undersalted, but I need you to check. So my mom tasted it, and she's like, okay, yeah, it's undersalted. I was like, Whoa. okay. I don't want to make you guys eat the sea here. No, I don't care. I, I would have eaten it all. <laughs> I ate almost all of it anyways. Um, But then I started drinking Propel in the past couple days, and I go to the bathroom so much more. I'm drinking the same amount of water. I just have more fluid leaving me. <laughs> but now you're hydrated. Yes. Uh, now I am hydrated. <laughs> but I used to drink Propel a lot. And I remember I was thinking about it because we used to be like, yeah, can we drink Propel? Because it's like, yay, yummy water thing mm-hmm. that tastes like sugar. But isn't actually sugar. And I realized it's because my parents knew, yeah, you need the electrolytes. You can have that. <laughs> I've had to hide it because my kids are like, this is yummy. Mama, open this. No, kid, kid. Kid, it's mine. This is mine. This is mine so that it don't like, overslot your food and get 1. dizzy. 1.0, like... How has your nausea been since you started drinking it? 
my nausea actually tapered off about 14 weeks okay good um now i just get like that i'm Smell smelling sensory. yeah mm-hmm. so i mean other than that like i can't go by the garbage can sometimes um <laughs> or i can't open the garbage can sometimes depending on what's in there but yeah other than that the nausea nausea went away that's good yeah it's been a it's been a really decent time mm-hmm. with the boys my second trimester was terrible just like i felt generally awful but this time hasn't been good so like i don't know we'll see yeah. okay well that's bye guys everyone we will see you next week no we'll talk at you next week we'll talk at you next week i guess we don't see any of you <laughs> you're all strangers on the internet just following us along except avery hi avery, hi, avery. <laughs> <laughs> all right bye, bye.